You are listening to By The Way Sports. I'm Tim. I'm Braxton. And we do not have uh, a Wes this week. He uh, is busy working uh, at Pangrazio's Pizza Shop. Um, or at least we think he's working. He could be just sitting around doing nothing. We'll never know. Uh, but uh, I think we should get right into it. We got some big stuff to talk about. And notably, uh, most important, I think, is the big moves uh, in the NBA free agency. Uh, so Braxton, if you want to give us a little insight into that. Well, um, we can just kind of go on a um, rundown of all the free agency moves yeah. um, so far. There's been some um, – the big ones – I did not think the big ones would happen fast. I thought that I thought that they would, like, wait a little bit, you know. But, like, I mean, right as free agency opened, like, a lot of the big guys, like, they went off the board fast. Yeah, you know? yeah, for like, sure. signing and a lot of trades and a lot of mix-ups. So, we'll see. What do we got? Um – well, to start, uh, the very first one that came out, I believe, was uh, as official was uh, Kemba Walker to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can go ahead and talk about that first. What do you think? How do you think? How do you think that fares for the Celtics? Do you think that's well? I, I think um, you know. I think comparing it to the Kyrie situation, I don't think they're going to be much better. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think they're going to be any worse. Yeah. Um, you know, they got a better leader with Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. but they they did lose skill. Yeah, I think. I mean, Kyrie. As a basketball player, is better than Kemba Walker. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the question just comes in: Do does the leadership and and the experience make up for what they make up skill? for skill without leadership? Yeah. You know. So, I think that's um, I think that is one of the yeah. biggest things right now. So, I think that'll be yeah, that'll be um, it'll be interesting to watch. I don't think it'll make a big difference. I mean, I don't think they're going to be making a push for the championship. Um, but I also don't think they're going to be, you know, bot, you know, rounding out the bottom of the league. I think they'll be kind of around the same place they are. You know, probably make the playoffs, but I don't know how far they they'll go. So we'll see. But that, I don't think I think that was a good move because you know when they they knew that Kyrie was leaving, and so they 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 let when with the loss of Kyrie they went and got the best point guard that they could. You know, I mean there wasn't really another point guard that they could outside of Kyrie that they could find or they could get uh, to help lead this team. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. The next uh, ones that really surfaced were KD. Okay, this is a, this is a whole hall of a group. Yeah, this is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan all going to the Brooklyn Nets. That is that is a haul in yeah. skill skill wise. That is a haul, but um, as we've learned in this league, and as you know, I, I think me and you have talked about a bit that skill. Um, like skill only goes so far. Yeah. You know these these guys, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, are some of the most skilled players in the league. But they've they've come out yeah. and said themselves that they're not leaders. Well, those two have lived. Um, they've they've played on a team for a while that wasn't their team. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyrie played for under LeBron. You know, and not to say that Kyrie wasn't a leader on that team because he did show leadership his first four years or first three or four years mm-hmm. before LeBron came. Um, but you know, so LeBron obviously showed leadership uh, there, and Kevin Durant on the Warriors. I mean, he joined. He, that's not that wasn't his team. He joined yeah. uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, who I feel like those guys were leaders. And Draymond Green is a great leader as well. So those guys have never had to be the guys to, to do it. You know, yeah. they, they they just go there, don't worry, and they just put their skills on display. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have that going for them, um, their skills. But you know, they're lacking leadership a little bit. Um, from the outside, I, I obviously don't have any experience, uh, yeah. you know, at practices and, and, and mm-hmm. seeing how it is in the huddle. They could yeah. be great leaders there. Um, mm-hmm. 
but just just from outside outside knowledge, um, you know, they they might lack that a little bit. Yeah, and but I mean, it's it's also I mean, evident just from watching. I mean, yeah, like Kyrie, those first four years, he showed leadership, but he was also like the team what they weren't championship contenders. Like, yeah. there's a difference between showing leadership on a championship contending team and showing leadership on a yeah. bottom of the bottom of the league team. Yeah. You know? Well, he also says he doesn't want to live in the shadow or play in the shadow of LeBron James. But he's not going to be the best player at the, on the Nets either. No, I mean he's going to be Kevin Durant. The same is, thing as Kevin Durant. Yeah, same thing. And yeah. So, um, and so we'll see. But but and, and DeAndre Jordan's been been known to be a little bit um, out of control and you know I, I guess not childish but you know immature. Yeah, but I wouldn't but you see even DeAndre Jordan. I wouldn't say that he is a, a leadership player. You know, you look at when when he's been successful if you want to say you know like you look at you know when he was on the Clippers he wasn't like for for the longest time he was with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul you know yeah like, the two guys that I think Chris Paul is a good leader I, I mean I think Blake yeah. Griffin's a good leader so I think guys that you know that he could follow yeah. um, so I think so really the big question is what can the Nets do this season because you know you look you're not they're not gonna have Kevin Durant I, I still think they're gonna miss the playoffs this oh yeah I don't think they make the playoffs I, I think, think they miss it this year yeah I think because they won't have Kevin Durant. They'll have Kyrie. They'll have well, the, the East is weak. The East is weak. So I'll, I'll give them maybe a 7th or 8th. Maybe. We'll see. I think it'll be based upon how everyone else plays. Yeah. Cause they, cause, and, I mean, and if Kawhi resigns, too, with the Raptors. Rap- yes. So. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be important. So, I, yeah. Um, and and, uh, and speaking of Kyrie Irving and uh, his move from the Celtics, we're going to go with another Celtics departure here. Al Horford to the 76ers. Four years, $109 million. Um, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that for Al Horford. I think that's. I think that's. I like. I like Al Horford, but I don't think he's worth that. I think, especially. I mean, this especially the Seventy Sixers. I mean, the Seventy Six. Yeah. I just. They're gonna play in a power. power I mean, forward. yeah, I I know that, but in this like this, it's just he's not. Like, who did they play a power forward before, last year? I mean, I couldn't tell you. I mean, top of my head. I guess I don't know. I mean, it obviously wasn't uh, Al Horford, but he's not. I just feel like that him and. Embiid or they they're similar play styles you yeah. know is that they're both big men who they can shoot they can shoot they yeah. can shoot but they're you know they're better around the rim yeah. and I feel like you I feel like a team's better off when your power forward and your center can play differently yeah. you know when you have because they're I mean then this but Those you're both guys that yeah. will spot up yeah and also so. but also this but you look at this I mean this possible starting five you don't have a ton of shooters yeah. I mean you got uh, Ben Simmons is not much of a shooter I mean, as you said, Al Horford and Joel Embiid aren't. I mean, they they can't shoot. Lost JJ yeah. Redick. They lost JJ Redick. So Josh, I mean, Josh Richardson isn't a bad shooter, but I mean, JJ Redick's a better shooter. And I mean, the best shooter on that starting five is probably Tobias Harris. Yeah. Who, and you know, and he and he also they resigned with a big contract. Five years, one hundred eighty million. That's a lot. It's almost yeah. like the money money doesn't mean anything in the NBA yeah. anymore. Um, well, continuing down the list, um, not much to really talk about here. Clay Thompson with the Warriors. We've seen how that is. Um, just, just the only thing to really mention is that he is coming off injury, so mm-hmm. he'll be out for a little while. Yet, yeah, probably. Um, uh, Chris Middleton resigned with the Bucks for mm-hmm. five years, one hundred seventy-eight million. That's a very Damn. hefty contract as well. Um, Nikola Vucevic has resigned with the Orlando Magic, and Kristaps uh, Porzingis resigned with the Dallas, or excuse me, yeah, with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Um, that could be big. I think that Kristaps, when healthy, I think is one is a very good player. Yeah, and I think along with you know with Luka Modric, I think that team could be you know sneaky, um, in 
in their conference. So we'll see how they work out. But um, Julius Randle also signed a pretty pretty nice contract with the New York Knicks. So they did pick up somebody in uh, the Knicks. There. The Knicks totally blew this free agency. They totally blew this free Probably agency. Right, <laughs> yeah, they, but the Knicks, the Knicks, they had the opportunity. I mean, they could have easily, I think, got a, have gotten Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And supposedly they didn't offer them max contracts. It's yeah. just like, why would you not? It's like they were planning, like, if you offer them max contracts, they'd probably go there. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand why you wouldn't. Like, like why would you not? Dude, I don't understand. This and, really caught me so off guard. Sorry to interrupt. You're good. <laughs> Scrolling through the list here. Nikola Miritich signed with FC Barcelona. Basketball team? Yes. Oh! It caught me off guard a little bit because FC does stand for football club. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was not a, I, maybe, maybe he's going to play with Messi. You never know. That's funny. That, um, that's weird. But yeah, um, I think that, I think the Knicks now, not only do they, um, not only have they not gained any major star power, but also now their team that is in close perimeter to them, the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, probably a very, a very strong rival of theirs, um, now is, is far outweighs them in skill yeah, and yeah. talent. So I think they really dropped the ball here. But. Um, the last two notable things to mention, um, Jimmy Butler has said that he plans to sign with the Heat. Um, you know, obviously, barring the, the meetings going terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, and I believe D'Angelo Russell said the Timberwolves are at the top of his list. Okay. So that would be a good addition alongside Carl Anthony Towns, but um, you know, I think they'd be a playoff yeah. team. So yeah, I think they could. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Now I wonder, Jimmy, the Heat. Jimmy Butler's a great player, but the Heat outside of him, I mean, they don't have. They don't have just much. just on white side. Yeah. Even recently, he has not been. He, I don't think ever since his claim, ever, ever since he you know came out of nowhere and became really good center, he hasn't been as prolific yeah. of a. Of I, a and I think player. his rise of fame was mainly from shot blocking. Yeah. So it was never really like much. I mean, he 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 did. He was good, but he yeah. never did. Yeah. A ton so more than that. I wouldn't. I'm not expecting the Heat to do anything crazy, um, but we'll see. So I also saw did Derrick Rose. Signed somewhere. Yeah, he signed with the Detroit Pistons. Pistons, that's what it was. I think we saw. I like Derrick Rose. I think he's fun to watch. Yeah, so. he he got a, he secured a bag of it pretty much. He did. I mean, he got the money. I, mean, I don't know. Year, like last year, I think when he signed with the Cavs, it was it was for one million or something like yeah. that. And this year, he he got seven point five yeah. million a year now. So yeah, that's good. I mean, look, I mean, the Pistons made the playoffs last year. I mean, I mean, the Pistons. I think the Pistons are a sneaky team because you look. I mean, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is a Blake good, Griffin had a great year last yeah, year. Yeah, he had a great year. Andre Drummond is a great center. You just, he he as long as he's not the focal point, I think he's a great center for that team. Um, and then you have, you know, now you add Derrick Rose to the mix. I think they could, you know, they could be a sneaky team. Um, and they're not even they're not really in the the toughest conference. The as we said the East is pretty weak. So they could sneak into, you know, maybe that 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 4 or 5 slot in the playoffs and you know, maybe sneak their way into making it uh, I don't know if they'll make it to the finals, but yeah, yeah. you know, so we'll see. But yeah, so free agency is looking up to be uh, some some crazy stuff. The NBA is going to be very different next year. Yeah. Um, but I think even with these moves of the East is still, I think it's still considerably weaker than uh, the the West. And I mean, what, for the most part. And looking at the West, I mean, obviously the Warriors are up there, but the Lakers. I mean, adding Anthony Davis. I mean, I think that that significantly increases. You know, I think their their ability. 
LeBron James yeah. and Anthony Davis. So and they also could have potentially sign Kawhi Leonard on top. Yeah, and so I think that would be if they if they, if the Lakers sign Kawhi Leonard, I would say I would put them in talks to be. I don't know if I'd say they're the top team, but they'd be one of the top teams mm-hmm. easily. I mean, adding LeBron James puts them. I think. I mean, I think if you have LeBron James, you're instantly you can be a contender. I mean, as we've seen. Uh, so just but giving Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard, I think that would be. You know, I mean, we've seen Kawhi Leonard beat the Warriors with Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam and Mark Gasol. So I mean, I think with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I don't mm-hmm. know if he. If it'd be any much harder, so. Then the super teams kind of falling apart, and I guess this year is not going to be too many because you know Kevin Durant's injured. Um, so I mean, super teams, and you know Clay Thompson's injured, so I don't know yeah. if you really consider the Warriors a super team right now. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but even but even that, I mean, like they're they're a super team, but you also look like you look the 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 championship they won without Kevin Durant. It it wasn't against like a super team like the Cavs were. We had LeBron James. And I mean, you know, like compared to the Warriors, it wasn't a super team. Yeah, it was a good team. And and I can't even be mad at the Warriors because you know the they everyone there they drafted you mm-hmm. know, that year. Yeah. So, um, in the aspects of you know like ten years ago, if you if you looked, you would say it's a super team. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Um, if you look at how they played in that series, you know his supporting cast. Kyrie was the only one that you would consider a superstar. Oh, yeah. You know, alongside LeBron. Um, Kevin Love, you know, he, he never shows up in the playoff for them. So, I mean, I don't even know if I consider Kevin Love a superstar anymore. No. Uh, he's, he's good, but, you know, not a superstar. He's a good supporting role player. Um, and he was good when – I mean, he was good for us when we won the finals. I thought he played well. Um, no, but In the finals, he didn't do too well. But, except for when he guarded Steph Curry. Yeah, he did that have was, a great defense. Yeah, defense. that was nice. Um, he's a good leader, and he's Steph a good leader Curry's for still the. Still about it. Oh yeah, and he's a good leader for the Cavs right now. Um, I think the Cavs are in. I mean, obviously the Cavs are in a, a rebuilding mode, and he's a good veteran that can lead uh, this these young guys into you know what the NBA is, and yeah. you know the Cavs could be on the up and up in. I, the I think the Cavs got a steal with what they did a sign, or uh, almost like they got they got his draft rights um, to uh, his name is Porter Jr. Oh, Kevin yes. Porter Jr. Kevin he, Porter Jr. from uh, USC. If he, I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, if he can play like he's been talked about, I think he can be really good. Absolutely. You know? And I think a good pickup. That could be really good. I think. I don't know what to think about Darius Garland yet, but I think that could. I mean, if that if that works out as he turns out to be really good, I mean that could be really big too, alongside Colin Sexton. Yeah. You know, so the the Cavs could be. I could see the Cavs being like a. I mean, if these picks work out, almost like a young. You know, kind of like how the, the Kings were last year with the young. They had, yeah. you know, Buddy Heald, well, Aaron Fox. The only thing that sucks is just the big guy situation. Nothing to do there. Yeah. I mean, TT is uh, – I love Tristan Thompson, but we got to – but, yeah, he's just – yeah. So, um, what we got next? Um, we're just going to run through um, just – we're each just going to give our prediction for the championship next year. Oh, yeah. Just real quick uh, so then we can get on to the next topic. What are you feeling? Um, I'm going to break it down um, into – Semifinals and then the finals. Um, I think the East semifinals is going to be the Celtics and the Bucks mm-hmm. if okay. Kawhi Leonard leaves. Yes, um, but I think he will. So mm-hmm. I think Celtics and Bucks. I think I think uh, Bucks go through the finals, and I think the West is going to be 
uh, it's a tough one. Um, I th Lakers, I think, are going to be there in the semifinals. And I, I'm going to go, this is kind of a long shot, but I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. I could see in that. The semifinals. I could see and that. I think the Lakers go through, and I, but I think the Bucks take them down. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think I think for me I think I see both as you said Lakers and Bucks I think I see the Bucks in the East and in the West I see the Lakers um, again I think it all it'll all map out this is where you know the top seven ranges out you know because if yeah. you know because I could if I mean top I think if it ranges out to where the Lakers are you know the Lakers and the Warriors don't play until the semifinals then I could see it being the Lakers and the Warriors um, but yeah, but the Warriors aren't gonna have to play Thompson. Yeah, so players. more than likely, they I have, think if they don't sign Demarcus Cousins, they have to worry about making the playoffs. Yeah, so I, I would say I think I would go in the West. I think I'm gonna go Lakers, and I'm gonna go a sleeper. I I love the Dallas Mavericks, so I'm gonna say I think they sneak in there and get in there. And then the East, I'm gonna go uh, the Bucks. Um, I don't know. I Sixers maybe. Yeah, I'd say the Sixers just because if you out. Not because the Sixers are amazing, but like we've said, the East is not very strong. Yeah. And so, if the, like, if the Sixers, like, I mean, it's based on one. If whoever, like, if the Celtics, you know, if the Bucks have to, if the Bucks play the Celtics before the semifinals, then another soundboard moment there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if the Bucks play the Celtics before the semifinals, then the Bucks, I think it'd be Bucks and 76ers, You know, because I think you have the Bucks, you have the 76ers, you have the Celtics. Those will be the teams that. Uh, will be up there, and then you know, someone will have to. One of the two of them will have to probably play before the semifinals, and the winner of that, and then the other team will yeah, probably. Have to. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I guess both. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say Buck, Bucks and 76ers and then Lakers and Dallas Mavericks. Right. We'll go with that. So. Um, well, the next thing we're going to talk about before we get into this week's top five is the uh, Gold Cup. Yes. Um, the U.S. Men's played tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sorry uh, if you want us to talk about the rest of the Gold Cup, but we probably won't. Um, Who cares we, about we, the rest of the Gold Cup? We just talk about the U.S. Men's. Um, Merca, baby. So the U.S. Men's won one to nothing against Curacao tonight. Mm -hmm. I don't. Where is that? I don't know. Um, I think it's in the Caribbean Islands. I'm pretty sure. That's good. They, <laughs> I'm sure they have fun there. They probably do. <laughs> They're probably like we lost the game, but well, we in the Caribbean. They. They lost on the scoreboard, but they did not lose in any other category. No, we they did, dominated us. Yeah, we did not play. We did not play amazing. Team. They had we had one shot on goal, and it was a goal. Yeah, um, and it was a nice goal. It looked good. Yeah, but. Curacao had three shots on goal. They had more shots uh, and more shots on goal than us. They had sixty to forty percent possession on us, yeah. and um, they also I can't remember the last one. Maybe even had more saves or something like that, but. Uh, Oh, they completed they completed about uh, eighty five more passes than us. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, so our they dominated us. The, the, a lot of the game was played on our defending half. A lot of the game was played near our goal. Yeah, you know, which and, and, and you and don't want. That could be because we got a goal and we sat back, which is which is possible. Um, and it also, but I, I think I think the U.S. right now are very happy that we have Zach Steffen in goal. I think he played very well. You know, he, he had, had some, a big save. Yeah, right? he had some really good saves. Um, you know, because any of those. You know, any any tiny missups in those situations, they slip through. Then you got, I mean, like we said, it was only one nil. So yeah. there, what the the U.S. weren't in any position that they could walk away with the game. And we had a lot of we had a lot of opportunities that we, we couldn't even get a shot off. 
Yeah. So, so, um, so we'll be we will play uh, for in the semifinals, right? Yeah, Jamaica. I think, Jamaica, right? um, and now we did we did play Jamaica in a friendly. Um, so we tied them. We tied them, right? Yeah. So, but we also I don't we did not play uh, the the starting eleven that we played that we have been playing in right. the Gold Cup. So and I think and um, Leon ba Bailey also did not play for them, so yeah. he's a very he's a notable player for them. So yeah, so it's interesting. We'll see yeah. what happens. So I think I think I think that. Uh, I mean, I think that the the USA has have a, a good path to the final uh, of this cup. If yeah, if, if, I think I mean, that I mean, I think we can. I think we can beat Jamaica. If um, we play like we did tonight, I don't know. No, we we have to we have to play we have to play well. We also kind of experimented in a little bit. We played we did. a couple of names that weren't you know thrown out there too often. Yeah. So. so I think we need to you know I think I think we need to play smart. I think we need to put our best eleven out there, um, and yeah. Know, and you know, do we just need to, if we want to get to the finals, we got to beat Jamaica. And I think we need, uh, we, we just need to put the ball in the back of the net because the defense isn't our problem. Yeah, yeah. So I think we have a strong defense. We just need to capitalize on. We get opportunities. We just need to capitalize on them. Yeah. So be a little smarter around the goal. But um, I think we can do that. All right. So I well, think. Well, wait. Oh. We do need to talk about women's soccer real quick. Women's soccer. The U.S. You're right. women's. Um, they beat France two to one. Yes. Um, in the. World Cup quarterfinal? Quarterfinal, yeah, because we're in the semifinals. So they play England, right? Yeah, we play England. That'll be... In the semifinals. England's... England, France? The, I think we'll handle them. Yeah, but I think I think the U.S. so far have had the the groups... They had an easy group stage, but out, coming out of the group stage, I mean, they played Spain and they played France, two of the other top teams. And they did play Sweden in the group stage. And they pretty, did, yeah. So, good. and um, I'm pretty sure it's... No, Sweden's not. Um, who are, who's on the other side of the, the, the quarter? Is it Netherlands? Is it Norway? I know the Netherlands are right Yeah, it's Netherlands. It's either Netherlands and Sweden or Netherlands I, and Norway. I don't know, but I don't know, but yeah. Um, so I think I think the U.S. women have been very, uh, very uh, con unstop very unstoppable uh, yeah. in these recent games. And I mean, the last two games they did get. Uh, pretty lucky though. Yeah, we have. I mean, the one I was it against which, Spain. Yeah, we uh, we had two PKs. Yeah, and so, Megan Rapino took them um, both. And then our first goal against France was just a um, a, mis a mistake by their goalkeeper. Yeah, you know, she couldn't see the ball. It was just a free kick and went right mm -hmm. right in. It should have been a save. Yeah. Um. So. But I mean, but also I mean that's uh, I I think as much cool. as it's luck, it's it's yeah. kudos to the, the uh, to the U.S. women for capitalizing on opportunities. You yeah. know. And in our second goal against France was actually an overhead pass that someone just happened to be scrapped behind, and the goalkeeper just you know thought it was a dead ball. Um, so you know we did capitalize on, on their mistake, like Tim said, um, but we're gonna need to clean it up. Oh yeah, very much so. If we want to, we can't like that's the thing with the U.S. You can't they can't go into the game like obviously they they know they're the better team, but you can't go into the game playing like that. You have to you have to play the best the best soccer you can play because it's the World Cup. I mean, England's going to come to play. They want to get to the finals just as much as the U.S. do. Yeah. So they need to come to play. They need to come, and they need they need to win. Yeah. I mean, they need to come and you yeah. know, looking and, to win. And, and I don't know if it comes game. into play, but you know, the women they're they probably have a little bit of a you know a fat head with this. Oh yeah. Because there's talk about they say the two best teams in the World Cup are the U.S. starters and the U.S. reserves. I mean, if you hear that on the news. You're you're pretty high on yourself. Yeah, you ha you have to be. That's just, yeah. that's I mean, just that's, human nature. And they and obviously they have a right to be. I mean, I think they've shown that they're they're easily one of the best, if not the best team. But again, you know, pride comes before the fall. You know, as you know, the the 
if, if they start feeding into uh, what they're hearing and feeding into that and letting that become more important than the game, then England will have their way with them and U.S. will be knocked out. Yeah. So they, they need to keep their heads level and play the soccer that they've been playing yeah. and you know, they've show been, why, they're, why they're known as the best team. I mean, the last few games have been played on our side of the field on defense as well. Yeah. So it's not, it's, not, it's not something you want to see, but we're getting through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess you can't really question it because yeah. it's worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I, I think if we if we beat England, we have it. We have it almost, almost won. Yeah. Uh, we still have to show up and do our thing. But um, I mean, we played the three best teams in a row now. Yeah. Probably yeah. four. I mean, the last game of the group stage was Sweden. Yeah. So I mean, I'd we say played we played Sweden, the best Spain, teams. France, and now England. I mean, yep. no one no one else is playing that tough of a schedule. No. It's just, no, not I mean, much. it's just luck of the draw, but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, they play Tuesday, um, and the World Cup. My days are all mixed up. That's the second, right? Yeah. June, second. July second. July second, um, and then Tuesday, July second. Sunday, 2nd. July seventh is the uh, Gold Cup. No, or that's or the, the final. That's the final and the Gold Cup final. Oh dang! They're on the same day. Yeah. Maybe the Gold Cup semi. No, it's the Gold Cup final. I think. So. Wait, when's the Gold Cup semifinal then? I don't know. Probably, probably third or fourth. Yeah. We'll seventh. see. We we're not freshed up on our dates. That's okay. You can look it up. You guys have yep. phones, so. So. We were talking, and we talk about fantasy football a lot. Oh you know, yeah. It's just what you guys do. It's my. It's <laughs> pretty much. It's like it's my minor in school. Just fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Um, we're gonna come. Come at you guys with our top five this week. A little different. It's kind of like a by-position thing. Uh, we narrowed it down to five positions. It's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense. Mm-hmm. We're going to come with a bold prediction from each one of those five positions. So, Tim, coming from the quarterback spot, what is your prediction for quarterback this year? Um, my prediction for quarterback-wise, I'm saying uh, that Cam Newton uh, is not worth to be drafted. Um, I agree your with fantasy that. football draft. I agree with that. I drafted him two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, I think, backup, but. yeah, even, but even, I, I don't think that, I think that he has been um, on, kind of on just the decline as of recent years. And, you know, he just got, I'm pretty sure he just got shoulder, shoulder surgery. Um, he did, yeah, because he, he was playing with a, a bum yeah. shoulder last year. So, and, but he's just, a lot of, like, can't, he's a, he, he is a solid quarterback. I like Cam Newton, but it's, he, at, right now, he's just not, I don't think he he is worth a fantasy yeah. pick right now. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks out there that would that'll get you better points yeah. and that'll help your team better. You know he. Yeah. I think his first couple of years in the league, it was it was his athleticism yeah. that really um, made him excel. Mm-hmm. But you know you you're looking now and you have defensive ends running four sixes and four yeah. sevens. I mean it's, yeah. it's just the athleticism is unmatched yeah. ever ever. So and he has he has a good arm and he has good quarterback IQ. It's just he needs to. If he to take his game to the next level, that needs to become more. He needs to focus more on that rather than his ability to run the ball. Because yeah. I mean, obviously, Cam. Newton, a big thing about Cam Newton is he's he's built like a running back as much as he is a yeah. quarterback. You know, he can run, yeah. take the hits, and do that. But you know, uh, I think he needs to focus on the the league has become a passing league. Yeah. So I think he needs to focus I mean, on the passing side of the game. I mean, if you're Cam Newton, you better hope that they don't start queuing in on Christian McCaffrey and pass coverage because. 100 of over 100 of his completions last year were oh, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. So if they start covering him, you know, maybe even deviling Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, you know, he might be yeah. in trouble. And they don't have too many threats at receiver. Yeah, and you know, and also you might need to watch out. I mean, if if he does not start, I mean, their backup right now is Will Greer, who he, is, he, he, he slings it. 
Will Greer is a passer. You know, Will yeah. Greer, he's not amazingly mobile, but he could. I mean, they if have he, a good young core. Yeah, if he shows up and shows that he can pass the ball, I mean, if you got a, if you got a young quarterback who's doing the yeah. job passing the ball and, and succeeding at the game where it's the game is at right now, as as we've said, it's a passing league. I mean, yeah. Cam Newton might not be starting for the Panthers. Yeah. You never know. So I I, th- I think Curtis Samuel has a good year though. As well. Oh yeah, just, just add to it. I can see that. Yeah. All right. What about for you, quarterback prediction? My bold quarterback prediction is. Uh, that Baker Mayfield is actually going to lead all quarterbacks in points this year. Okay. And the only reason I say that, you know, I am a Browns fan, mm-hmm. but I this genuinely comes unbiased from yeah. me. Um, Baker Mayfield has weapons all oh, yeah. over the field. Um, you know, Hollywood Higgins, I just call him Hollywood, that's his nickname, sorry. Yeah, Richard, Richard Higgins. Um, he He's a deep ball threat. You know, he's tall. He's, he's not, you know, he's not super fast. He doesn't have blading speed, but he's mm-hmm. fast. Um, Antonio Callaway, he, I mean, he, he turns on the burners and, you know, he's a deep ball thrower yeah. all day. Um, and those two are going to go under the radar. Like I've mentioned, mm. like I think every podcast we've done. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think he's got those two to fall back, to fall back to. That's the, that's the big thing. Yeah. He could fall back to that option because he has Baker Mayfield and Jarvis. He has Baker Mayfield to throw to. Yeah. He has, he has Odell, Beckham, Odell Beckham and Jarvis, and Jarvis yeah. Landry to throw to, which are obviously going to, yeah. Go around nine hundred to a thousand yards each, yeah. uh, barring an injury, obviously. But yeah. um, not even mentioning David Njoku and yeah, Nick David Chubb. Yeah, David Njoku, and then they have Nick Chubb and even Duke Johnson out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt the second half of the yeah. year. So that's yeah, gonna I mean, be a big one. I think. Yeah, I think even you know even if you don't even look at Baker Mayfield's his own skill set. I mean, this offense itself, you could put you could put Brandon Whedon in this offense, and he'd have at least some success. Yeah. So you put. I mean, Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. So you put a good quarterback in this offense, he's going to have a great season. Yeah, I mean, I was just talking to my dad the other day at work, and my prediction was maybe a little far, far-fetched, but I said he's going to have around 4,800 yards in my opinion. So Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised happens. by it. I also wouldn't be surprised to see him eclipse the 40-touchdown mark. Yeah, I, I'd like to see it. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right, All right Tim, your bold prediction for the 2019 season at running back. Running back, um... I'm going to go my bold prediction. Dalvin Cook is one of the top uh, scoring running backs is what I can I'm see going to that. say. Um, I think I know he's been injured um, as of recent, but I remember when he his rookie year, uh, I was helping my dad with his fantasy team and he drafted Dalvin Cook and like for the first 4 weeks he was, you know, he was the top he was the top running back. He had the most he was like the top scoring running back for the first few weeks. So, um, I think that uh, um, I think that he uh, could easily, as long as he stays healthy, which I think he will, um, could be a top uh, top five scoring running back uh, in this league. Yeah. Um, and you know, also looking at that, I mean, he's got now he's now he's got a solid quarterback back there. I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't amazing, uh, but he's I think he's better than Case Keenum and you know, uh, uh, a broken Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? Um, this isn't like a. This isn't like a someone's going to do well prediction. Mm-hmm. It's it's bold because I think he's going to lead all the running backs in points. Um, and this is mainly just on a uh, points per reception league. But I think Alvin Kamara is oh. going to lead mm-hmm. the, the league in running back points. Um, you know, if we're talking, you know, just if we're not talking PPR, I say it probably goes to Saquon. Yeah. Um, but PPR, I think you can count on. Um, Alvin Kamara to yeah. get five or six receptions a game at least, and mm-hmm. that's already five or six yeah. points. Yeah, so but that's even not to count the running game. Yeah, even non PPR, I mean, he still, I think he still has a chance. I mean, I think it'd be, I think it's, 
I think even in a, in a, in a standard format league, I think Saquon obviously has the upper hand, but I still don't think that means Alvin Kamara can't be. Yeah, you know, I still think. Yeah, the point for reception is just—it's just huge for him. Oh yeah, because I mean, that's a big part of his that, game. I mean, that's almost like, that's almost unfair on a point for reception. Like you can almost just get somebody, you know, someone there's it's only one good receiver and tear up that league. Like mm-hmm. imagine Josh Gordon the year like the Browns had no yeah. one else. You would get. You know, he, he had like ten, eleven receptions a game. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was We're amazing. in sync today. We are. All right. Wide receiver prediction. Uh, my wide receiver prediction. Uh, Paris Campbell will be the top scoring rookie wide receiver. I can see that. That's what I must say. Yeah. I think that I think he's going to take fill in that slot position at the Colts, and I think he's going to. I mean, I, he's very speedy. Uh, very. I think he's got good hands, and I think Andrew Luck's going to hit him when he's open, and he's going to get those. It was Ty Hilton with blazing dude, speed on. That's what I'm saying. And he's going to he's going to he's going to rack up the rack yards, bro. Yeah. He's going to rack them up. So I think he's I think he's the leading. Uh, rookie receiver this year, uh, yeah. fantasy wise. Um, my prediction, my bold prediction for receiver is that Antonio Brown um, actually falls off. Oh yeah. I think, you know, this is bold because Antonio Brown's proven people wrong year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, from ever since the year he's drafted, honestly. Um, but I just don't think he's gonna fit in right. Mm-hmm. You know, get Amari Cooper the same situation. He didn't fit in right. Yeah. And then he went somewhere else and he thrived. So. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to change their whole offense for AB either. They're going to keep no. running what they have yeah. been running, and, yeah. and so I think I think AB. I don't, I don't think we'll have a thousand yards this year. I, I it's yeah. going to be close. It'll be it'll, he'll cut it close. Um, I think I think I I don't I think skill wise AB is still uh, a very strong wide receiver, yeah. but I think the problem is the offense he's going to. John Gruden is notably known. For, he's a ground and pound. I mean, he came from the ground and pr- ground and pound era of the NFL. And I mean that's what he knows. That's what he's good at, and I think that's what he's gonna choose to rely on rather than the air raid. Yeah. And so I think you know I think Antonio Brown will have his games. I think there will be games where he has you know some good game, but it will not be as reliable as it was you know these past few seasons. Yeah. So yeah, I could I could see that. And also he's not he doesn't have Big Ben thrown to him. I mean yeah. Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback, but he's, he's I think Big Ben Big Ben is a solid quarterback yeah. who knew how to get the ball to Antonio Brown. Yeah. All right, tight end. Tight end. My tight end prediction: Noah Fant is going to be a top, not only the top, top rookie tight end, but also one of the top receiving tight ends in fantasy this year. I think I think he is very a very skilled uh, receiver um, at the tight end position, um, and he's going to a team that it's filling a need because I mean the Broncos need a tight end. Um, they have they have not ever since Julius Thomas. Left Julius Thomas was like their last good tight end, yeah. and ever since he's left, they have not had a solid tight end. And he's and not only is he going to a team that needs a tight end, but he's he's going to be with a quarterback who relies. Who, Joe Flacco likes to throw to his tight ends. I mean, you look. He made, I mean, at, with the Ravens, he made Dennis Pitta uh, a, a good receiver, and Dennis Pitta was not an amazing tight end. I mean, yeah. Dennis Pitta was uh, a, a a white kind of middle aged man is what he reminded me of. Yeah, and he he I mean but he he racked up the yards because yeah. Joe Flacco knew how to hit him right. So I think he Noah Fant is supposed to be receiving tight end. No. And he and but yeah. I think that's why so I think that'll be I think Noah Fant will uh will get some major points with Joe Flacco at the helm. Yeah. Um my tight end prediction I kinda sound like a negative Nancy here in these last two, but I, I think George Kittle doesn't have even uh a third of the year he has last oh, year. Oh I, I thought about the exact same thing. Um you know they're 
coming from you know one good season, um, you know I think people are going to start to cue in on him more. Yeah. Uh, they, there was there was a lack of film on him, not a lack of film, but not not sufficient film on George Kittle. Yeah. Know? Well, so. I mean, it's you look at his. I'd never you've never heard of the guy before this year. I mean, and he had an amazing year. I yeah. mean, he did. He played well, but I mean, he's tight from Iowa as well, I believe, right? Hmm? He's from Iowa as well, I think. Right? I think so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you look the Forty ers were not really a team. To, to look at as much. I mean, they 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 had a lot of the, kind of a quarterback rotation throughout a lot of the year, uh, with you know not you know Jimmy Garoppolo playing a little bit, getting hurt. Mm-hmm. They had C.J. Beathard. They had Nick Mullins. You know, and you know a lot of uh, uh, quarterbacks when you know when when your uh, tight ends are, are notably are tight ends are notably as kind of like a uh, a checkdown guy. You know what I mean? Like they're if, if, a last resort thing. You throw to your tight end, yeah. and they're they're, just, they're not. But and so that's what you know when you have when you're rotating quarterbacks like that. Again, you have two young quarterbacks in C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins. You know they're going to rely on that tight end, and he. I think. Jimmy I think. Garoppolo too. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but obviously, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is more skilled. Um, but I still like. I think that I think Kittle is is athletic, and I think he's a good tight end. But I don't think he, I don't think he'll have as much of a year. Yeah, as I it. Think- yeah. I, mean, I think once they get the matchup, like of a, almost like a, um, you, you know they'll some they'll make the argument that corners might be too small to cover, but I mean, I know. You know but you see, that's it but, just takes the right yeah. matchup. To show but he also that. he also was like the only option they had. If you look, I mean they, I mean uh, Jarek McKinnon is a good running back who got injured. They didn't have him. He'll be back. So he'll be a reliable option both in the running game and receiving game. Yeah. Um, and you also looking at the run. I mean, you have Matt Breida who showed uh, some some spurts at receiving from the running back side. And then wide receiver wise, I mean, uh, you have Dante Pettis, um, yeah. who I think could have a good year. So I, George Kittle will no longer be the only reliable option. I think that you know they can actually move the ball around. So I don't think he will yeah. have. And, and teams are going to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Very All true. right. This one might be boring to you guys, so if you want to tune out, you can't. No, you can't. I'm you just have to listen. You have to stay here. Yeah. Um, so, this is just Defense. a defensive prediction. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of simple here. You know, it's, it's not really, it's not really, mar- not really a wide variety of uh, ways to go with this. Yeah, so. defense. It, it's not as. Cr- it, I guess it's based. Some games. I mean, some fantasy matchups. Your defense wins the game for you because they have a game. But I think. Was that against you two years ago that that happened? That what? No, I think it was against Zach. Okay, quick story, real quick. Um, I was playing um, fantasy football, and you know, in my friend group, and Todd Gurley against the Seahawks. That one year, they won like, I think it was two years ago. They won like forty-nine to seven or something like yeah. that. Todd Gurley had fifty-three points for me, and I was up by sixty-four points. Okay, and Zach, my buddy, had two guys left to play. He had two things left to play. He had one player and a tight or a defense. Oh yeah, okay. And his defense, his his player had a decent game, got you know like twenty five points, pretty good game, or maybe thirty points. His defense got the rest of them. Who was his defense? I can't remember, but, but they his, must have played. His amazing. defense had like five takeaways, like three touchdowns, yeah. two fumble recoveries, some sacks, and like his defense had like thirty points. And that does not happen often. I was like, "Oh so, my gosh!" Yeah, like, I just th- came back to bite yeah. me in the butt. Yeah, the thing about defense is that you need one. You need a you need a reliable one. One that 
isn't like because if you get a bad defense, then they're always going to lose points. So you yeah. want one that's reliable, just that you can get like almost at least the base number of points. Yeah. So I think my prediction, I'm going with. I I think the Raiders defense is going to be uh, solid this year. Yeah. Um, I think with the addition of Clell and Farrell uh, on the D line, um, I think that I think I I like I think he's good, and I think I like John Gruden uh, as a coach. I think he's also a good defensive-minded coach. Yeah. Uh, so I think that. Um, I think that they'll be. I think they'll be uh, kind of a sneak under the radar defense that you could pick up, and will at least. I don't know if they'll get you amazing points, but they're re- they'll be reliable enough to get you the solid amount yeah. of points. Imagine if Khalil Mack was on that team. Yeah. Insert drum pun. Yeah, nice. because that was dumb. But <laughs> also, I think because as I've said, the the when when you have a team that if they focus more on the ground and pound offense, a team that runs the ball more, their defense is not as much on the field. So yeah. when your defense isn't on the field as much, there's obviously there's less opportunities for them to have takeaways, but there's also less opportunities for them to play yeah. to for the other team to score. So I think yeah. that way, I think they'll they'll be a reliable option on defense. Yeah, that that way you just mentioned kind of brings me back to like a couple years ago, the Browns gave up like you know probably like tenth or eleventh most rushing yards, but they allowed the least rushing yards per play. <laughs> How does that make sense? Because their defense on the field all the time. So. Yeah. So that is a big thing, like you said. I, mm-hmm. th- I think the Raiders do have a solid defense. Yeah. So, All right, um, defensive prediction. My my defensive prediction is that the Chiefs' D not only has uh, the most points, but I think they've uh, forced the most turnovers as well. Um, you know, yeah, which I can see that. Leads to more points. So I think that I think the Chiefs' defense, um, you know, especially with the addition of uh, Tyron Matthew, is going to mm-hmm. be pretty good. Yeah, that'll be really good. Honey Badger is is a is a and sneaky. They kind also of player just added. Emmanuel Ogba at the end from the Browns. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll be. I think they. I think they'll. They'll be. They'll need to be good to help. Yeah. Uh, with if, you know, if with the loss of prob- probable loss of Tyreek Hill, um, and then you know if Patrick Mahomes can live up to this yeah. year he had, you know they well, might. You know what I don't understand is why why they didn't just keep Eric Berry and play him alongside Tyron Matthew. I don't know. You know they both both of them have been known in their career to be able to intertwine positions yeah. there. Yeah. So why not just do like a you know, like a like a strong side, weak side. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a free and a strong. Do it like a do it like a two frees maybe. Mm-hmm. You know. Or yeah, and I mean, you look at uh, you look. Eric, Eric Berry's still not signed, yeah. by the way. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs before John Dorsey came to the Browns, he was at the Chiefs, and John Dorsey is a very good GM, and John Dorsey signed Eric Berry. So I I would trust John Dorsey's judgment in that he had him for a reason. So it's like. I, I yeah like I like Tyron Matthew but why not get him if if John Dorsey had him he's probably someone to keep not only for his play on the field but also for his leadership in the locker room. So. Yeah, I mean Eric Berry's a guy that you know players are allowed to be around. I mean mm-hmm. he 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 had cancer and came back like a year later. Yeah, I mean that's impressive. Mm-hmm. He's um, a leader and he had a pick six his first game back. Or yeah, so I mean, the dude's a fighter. He's a leader. Uh, he's he's determined. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eric Berry's gonna have a good year uh, on that topic as well. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's just I don't know why the Chiefs wouldn't keep him. That would make their defense a little bit more solid, in my opinion. So I think whoever signs him is going to be getting a steal. They will be, yeah. Any other big topics we got to close us out, or is that pretty much it? Um, happy birthday if you're listening. It's your birthday. If it is your birthday and you are listening, happy stinking birthday. <laughs> we we uh, want uh, it is it is a great day to have a birthday. Yeah, I don't know why I thought about that, but just but, hey, happy birthday to this. Enjoy your birthday, eat some there. cake. Well, you have been listening to By the Way Sports, and we will be back 
uh, before you know it. I don't know exactly what day, but we will be back soon. Probably um, Thursday. Probably Thursday. Uh, tune in for a new episode, and uh, it'll be a good one. Wes will hopefully be back, um, and we can make fun of him some more. And <laughs> so we will see. So we will see you next time.